Understanding the height of the mountain is one thing, but understanding the shape of the mountain is crucial when deciding the best way to the top. What's up, everybody? John Royster with my lovely girlfriend, Abby Lanchango. Hi. I think that's the first time you ever said girlfriend or like introduced me as your girlfriend on this podcast. You're always just like my lovely, my sidekick. My... my old trusty state bullseye. If you all see my last vlog, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyways, yeah, it's from when we went to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kentucky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's everyone doing? It is Sunday night. We are doing this podcast pretty late in the week and in the day or the night. Uh, there has been some some changes. Major life. Major changes. life changes. Told Diamond. Strength Systems, and John Royston having the chain. So, basically what's going on, right, so let's, let me, let me back up a bit and cover our Deadlifts and Donuts event. So, Deadlifts and Donuts went great. Uh, Mar- or buddy Marty from the gym, he had a great setup. As soon as we got there, the table was set up, donuts were there, speakers were up, and we was ready to rock and roll. They had chairs there, it was a good setup, a lot of people showed up, um, and it was a good fun time. When I got there, uh, well, I ended up leaving and going and getting everybody coffee because the plan was to get some like boxed coffee from like a Tim Hortons or something, but we couldn't find any or whatever. So I just went to McDonald's and got everybody coffee. Uh, came back and we started the event. It was good. So how we did it was is we started off with just a bar and like or like a bar a bar and a quarter for the females. Then we went to a bar and a plate, so 135 for the males, and then the females hit it, and then we just kind of jumped by 10s and 30 pounds, or tw- jumped, 20 and 30 pounds. Yeah, we jumped 20 pounds for the woman, and then... For the woman? For the woman. For the women. Woman. Woman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they know what I mean. They know what I mean. Um, And then 12, 20, 30, 30 pounds yep. for the... For the guys. For the guys. And it went good. It kind of evened the playing field out. Um, a little bit. A little bit, I mean. I don't know. So the way it was set up is like, because we jumped weight, you know, you couldn't just go, you couldn't just warm up at your own pace. You kind of warmed up on the platform, which, I mean, was also kind of a good thing because if you have some people out there who have like these shitty warm-ups that don't know, you know, properly how to warm up, then at least they get to warm up on the platform and everybody has a chance to warm up at least and nobody's like hogging the platform or hogging the bar or whatever. Not let anybody else warm up, but it was a good, it was a good fun time. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Eric Banks won it for the guys with, uh, what did he pull, like six something? Yeah. So yeah, he pulled like 600 something pounds for the guys. And then Jillian. Phillips. Jillian Phillips won the females with a, like 380 something, I believe. I believe so, yeah. 370 something, 380 something, I think, yeah. Eric pulled like six Eight six fifteen or something like that six thirty something and then jumped from like that to six seventy something which I don't know it was a bad idea I think but you know whatever uh, but those were the two winners they got the trophies for the bra- they got the bragging rights trophy and they will have to bring that back in the fall and either compete again or pass it off to the new winner and we'll just kind of keep the ball rolling try to kind of one up ourselves every time we go and do that. 
I think we're going to get more donut selection this time, too. Yeah, I mean, I like the glazed. I'm all for... I like Boston cream. Oh, so let's give a shout-out to the people who donated the donuts to us. Tender Fluff Donuts. Tender Fluff Donuts in Jackson, Ohio donated a lot of donuts. I think it was like four dozen donuts. Yeah, it was... And all of them are gone at I the end a, of the day. Well, I ate about a dozen myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. I was being good. Yeah, we were... We were... It was fun. It was nice... Because that was Diamond Strength Systems. That was actually Abby and I's first time we've actually r- ran some kind of event and kind of marketed it and kind of put it all together. Marty was a huge help with the setup, really. Um, but that was really like our first time we've, we've done something like that. And I think it was a success. A, success. a lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, on a side note, Abby broke the pop socket off her phone. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad because now I feel like it could just fall out of my hands at any moment and i've never for the past like year or so i've had a pop socket on my phone for the longest time and now that i broke it it's not on my phone anymore i had to rip it off snap city so now i have to go buy a new one but i gotta wait because i also think i want a new case so i gotta wait yep so so that was our deadlifts and donuts event and um I don't, I don't know. That's pretty much it for the Deadlifts and Donuts. Really, I mean, it was a fun time. It was, you had to have been there. All right, you got to. You had to have been there. We have awesome pictures on yep. Facebook. Go f- check out Facebook Diamond Strength Systems, and go check out Instagram Diamond underscore Strength underscore Systems. And if you follow this podcast, you probably either personally know me or Abby, or already follow us on social media. Because who else is going to listen to these things, right? Thanks. And moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So. There, there's two things that I really want to touch on. One, because I think on our last podcast it was titled "Future Goal" or like future, uh, like future plans, right? Yeah. So we kind of talked about our future plans, and so the two things I really want to cover on this one is like what's going on mm-hmm. with like the gym and stuff, and then yeah. uh, the book. Yeah. So which one? What do you think I should touch on first? Um, I can do the, we can do the gym and stuff because you may not be needed in the book part and if you gotta go do something you can do it okay wait can I rant first and then can we get into that stuff yeah go for a little rancy doodle <laughs> go ahead go do a little rant rant alright so it's about dominoes yes <laughs> so it was Friday night we got back from the gym we went and seen some people oh well, hold on tell them what, what PRs we did at the gym oh I had a two si- 265 squat with wraps yeah and you hit a it was a 385 what we were doing low box squat yeah i thought i had 315 plus a quarter and a 10 oh okay yeah, i yeah. thought so yeah 385 for uh a single on low box squat with a medium stance uh i suck at low box squats and then right after that we went into deficit deadlifts deadlifts and conventional Yep, yeah. conventional stance. I hit five oh five for five, and Abby, what do you get? Mm, I feel like I had a plate and a quarter, so one eighty five for three. That's not like really a PR. I just, I yeah. just, it was just heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, all right, so good to hear a little rant. I'll get my phone real quick. Yes. No, you need to be here. And my phone's right here. But he needs to be here so I can Let's, tell you I about the story. 
He's he's gone. He's gone. He's long gone. Anyways. You're so extra. <laughs> so Friday, we went to to work out, and it was late at night. And then we went and stopped by and seen some people that I worked with. So then we decided to order Domino's. And normally when we order Domino's, I always ask John to get the garlic sauce, because that's the best thing in the world, is to dip your crust or your pizza in some garlic sauce just to get a little extra yum yum. It's like yum yum sauce, but white version. <laughs> what? Garlic? <laughs> yeah. You're not even white, you're Asian! But I said it's like yum yum sauce, but white version. Because the yum yum sauce is Asian version. So what happens when... So... What? Also, say what happens when an Asian eats some white people sauce. It's called yum yum sauce, but white version. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, because when a white person eats yum yum sauce, yeah, it's just yeah. I'll roll okay. with it. Yeah, we got some white cracker sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so then he did. So he ordered it, but he had some difficulty ordering or what we wanted because I guess the other person online didn't really understand or was just not paying attention to what he was saying on the phone. Oh, so I called Domino's and I said, Hi, I'd like to place an order for pickup. And she's like, okay, what can I get for you? I was like, I'd like a large cheese pizza, double cheese, with pineapples on half of it. That's rabbi. I don't eat that crap. But she's like... Pineapples do go on pizza. She's like, okay, I got you at a large pepperoni. <laughs> I was like, bitch. No, I didn't say that. I was like, no... It, I I asked for a large cheese pizza with double cheese and pepperoni on half of it. P- pineapple. Or pineapple on half of it, yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, do y'all have wings? And she's, or I was like, how do y'all sell your wings? By the pound or by, like, the number of pieces? And she's like, by 8 and 12. I was like, all right, can I get some 8 hot wings, please? And she's like, yep, what kind of dipping sauce can I get for you? I said, hot? <laughs> she's like, okay, thanks. And I was like, can I also add ranch and garlic on there, too? She's like, sure. And then then you can do your part now. Oh, so then he hung up, and I was like, all right. And I was like, did you get the garlic sauce? And he's like, yeah, I did. So we're sitting and talking and just waiting for our order to be done. So then we leave to go pick up Domino's, and we get there, and I'm like, all right, make sure you get the garlic sauce. And then John walks in, does his thing, comes back out. And I'm like, did I even ask you if you got the garlic sauce? I think you did. But the woman, inside, when I asked her, did you get the garlic Or I said, did you, did you get the garlic sauces? Or something like that. And she opened it up, looked into the box, and said, yep. And I just had this gut feeling that I should check the box myself. But I didn't. And then... I proceeded to walk out without the garlic sauce. Yeah, so we got home, and I opened the box of pizza, and the garlic sauce isn't there because it's normally in there. What are you doing, bruh? You flexing on the camera? I'm doing a podcast. I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) 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 Anyways, um, so then we opened the wing, the box of wings, and the garlic sauce wasn't in there. And my mood completely shifted. She like, went I, from 100 to oh. zero real quick. Like, I was waiting oh. on it. Like, my mouth was salivating. Like, I... Everything that I wanted that night was on this garlic sauce. And I really just wanted to have it. So then I got mad. 
All right. Well, then I got Ooh. mad. Babe, I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm distracting her. Babe, I'm trying to tell a story. Tell a story. Tell it. Uh, I can't tell, tell a damn story. story. Tell a story. So then I got mad, and John's like, no, I can go get some. Like, I can go run out because it's like, it's probably like a good five minute drive. It's not that bad. But then I was just like, in my head, I was like, well, the food's going to be cold, and there's no point in getting it now. Like, whatever. I mean, we paid for the garlic sauce because you have to pay for the sauces, but it wasn't worth the trip. So then I was being petty. I was being petty. And I (laughs) tweeted Domino's and told them what happened. And then corporate got to me and was like, DM us, like, your information and we'll handle it. So I DM'd them and they said that they were going to call our local store and have someone reach out to me. And so then... Um, a couple, like, hours later, I was just like, I still never, oh, no, it was today, the next day, or Sunday, I texted them back, and I was like, I've never, I never heard from anyone, and then corporate was like, well, um, in our notes, it said that the supervisor reached out to you, and I was like, well, I never got a call, nor did I get any voicemail, like, voice messages, and then they were just like, all right, give us another phone number, we'll try that, so I gave them John's number. Later, today, Sunday, they called John's phone, so then I answered, and basically he was just like, I get how it's really frustrating how you expect something to be there because you ordered it, and then you when you even ask them to double check that it's there, but they lie to you. Like, that's not okay. So, moral of the story, always check what you, what you order, or if you don't get what you ordered, complain about it, because I got free food out of this. I got like $17 of credit for Domino's. So now all we got to do is get free Domino's whenever we're hungry. And that's free dinner right there. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm kind of like on this thing where I'm starting to hold other people accountable for their actions. Because before I was just kind of like, eh, they're retarded. They probably don't want to be here. Like, whatever. But that's what they're getting paid for. Like, like this area this area that we live in, I feel like it's just happened a lot more here than anywhere else. Yeah. It's oh, just... wait. Even yesterday, we went to go. Oh, yeah. We went to Tractor Supply Store. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what? We got to tell them what we're doing first. And then, because are we jumping story if we tell them now? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, this will go into what we're talking about. All right, so. Wait, just... I want to say it. Size it then. So, we went to a Tractor Supply Store, right? And we went in there for one intention. The intention is to get some rubber flooring for our future gym. And so then we ask, we ask a sales associate and we're like, hey, do you have any rubber flooring? And she like, without batting an eye, she just goes, nope. And I was just like, well, it says online that you guys do. And she was like, well, you probably have to ship it here and get it picked up. And I was like, oh, okay. But then I walk away and I'm like, John. Pull out your phone, or I pull out my phone, and I don't really have good service. But anyways, we go on the, online and find the rubber flooring, and it says that it's in stock and in store in that same store that we were standing in. So we asked another gentleman, and he goes, oh, yeah, I think we do, but if you want to, you can go ask that lady up at that ca- the cashier to see, um, so she could type in the SKU number and see if it's in stock. So we waited in line, and we asked the lady if they have it in stock. Or if it's even in the store. And she was like, yeah, it's out back. I could go show you. And we were just like, really? You have it out back? When someone else just told us and I that wish, it's not there. I was hoping that the other 
lady who didn't know what the heck she was talking about was like looking over at us so I can kind of give her like that, bruh, that look, you know? Yeah. But she wasn't. It was whatever. Yeah. So then, but then at the end, like afterwards, we were like, thank you for showing us. Um, we even asked someone else and they said that you guys didn't even have it, blah, blah, blah. So like we made it aware that someone else made a mistake and I try to make it a point to let people know that they made a mistake because it's just like, you don't want that happening to any, anyone else. You don't want someone to walk in for an, an intention of trying to find something that they really need and have them be turned away and say, no, we don't have it. But it's literally like five feet away. Like people don't know, like they just got to look and they just got to. Listen, I think people just don't want to be bothered sometimes, which is okay because everyone has their days, but it's also your job. That's why you're there. You're supposed to help people and you're supposed to like sell these things. You work there, you know, and that's what you're getting paid for. Yep. Agreed. So yeah, well, going into why we were getting the rubber why, floor. This is why we were getting the rubber floor. So a few weeks ago or a week, week and a half, whatever, last time we did this podcast, you know, we, we talked about some of our future plans and what we were doing and what we're you know, trying to do and all that stuff. So, because this podcast is kind of like a documentary, like an audio version of, like an audio documentary version of what's going on. Um, should we say the name? No. Of the business? Diamond Strength is our business. Okay. So, <laughs> Diamond Strength Systems. Or Diamond. Diamond Strength Systems. Has been given the opportunity to utilize a room here in town. It's a room in a business. And we don't want to say the name of the business just yet, but there's a business here in town that's giving us a room for free. It's about a 25, a 20, 23 by 15 and a half. Yep, 23 by 15 and a half room. Uh, and it's not it's a nice building. It's not like it's not like a junk room or nothing. So we we actually got a pretty nice room and we're we got the opportunity to turn that room into a gym. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start off as a private studio type deal so we can train clients one-on-one. It's not going to be open, you know, 24/7 or anything like that. We I don't know what the future holds cuz I mean, heck, within the past two weeks a lot of things have happened. So yeah. um not sure what the future holds, but as of now we're gonna we are gonna start purchasing equipment and get this place up and running to be a full functioning gym uh, to train clients out of one on one. And some of you may be like, you know, twenty three feet by fifteen feet and bitch, 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 whatever. Uh, you, ob- have- you obviously don't know me and what I can do with opportunities given to me. So yeah, and we're gonna have like really nice equipment. It's gonna be super clean. It's not gonna be like some ratty. Like, Everything's gonna be clean, old, like rusty stuff. Clean, nice, and new. But uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna stay like that for the time being. But once we actually get a gym, it's still gonna be nice, clean, and neat. But it's gonna be a place where you can go and set some freaking goals and crush some PRs and actually, you know, change your life and get stronger and compete and all that good stuff. So yeah. it's gonna be a hardcore atmosphere and a nice clean facility ideally i would like to stay in this room for as long as we can and just build up a really good clientele and just really like ex- want to maximize exceed this room. well like exceed its limits yeah basically so we're gonna try to grow out of it like i don't want to like expand 
if we don't need to. Because that's extra expenses that we have to do. But hopefully have we to pay for. Yeah, hopefully but, we have to expand sooner than later. You know. Yeah, but I would ideally like to stay in the same area for as long as possible, as long as we're capable to. You know, like if we have like I don't. I just I I don't want to say I want to stay there as long as possible. I want to be able to. I want to just do so good at marketing and so do so good at customer service and training and actually changing these people's lives. That all of a sudden we're getting flooded with people and we don't have a choice but to expand. Yeah. But we're not going to leave this room before that happens. Is, and we're not going to leave. That's what she's saying. And we're not going to leave until we're financially able to leave. Yeah, because this room's free. We're not. We're not paying rent. We're not paying utilities. We're not paying utilities. We're not paying like. And we. The, we're not like, taking a loan out for this equipment. We're. We're buying the equipment with cash. So. Yeah. Um. And we're just going to use the money from the business and put it right back in the business to start getting more stuff. So Right back into the business and right into debt that we have to pay off to future, for like future purposes. And yeah, like so, so yeah, we got a gem, kind of. And we got, so we went and we purchased some rubber flooring and that's actually like in the truck now and we're going to get it put down in there. Tuesday. Tuesday, but we're going to hold off on the double-sided sticky tape for now. Yeah. Um... Because this is a tile floor, and the rubber mats are somewhat textured on the bottom. I mean, they're not flat, but... So we got some double-sided sticky tape to help these rubber mats stick to the floor. Um, But I want to wait before we start getting equipment in there, because I have a feeling that... We're not going to like where they are. Yeah, so I have two designs here in front of me set up. You all can't see, obviously, but... Like, see this one, Abby? Yeah. So, like, let's say we set it up like that, and then later on, we, we somebody gives us another piece of equipment. We have nowhere else to put it but over here. Yeah. Cause then, we're we gotta, not, then we got to pull the mats up and wait, then... Yeah, because we're not... We don't have the entire floor being done. We only have not even like a quarter. We, I think, nah. We're, we have we're like only not putting even the quarter. floor mats where, they, where we need to put them. We're not covering the whole floor right yeah, away. Yeah, so it's like we, we got to see how big the equipment is and then space it out like that. We can't... I don't... We don't want to place it down permanently because we don't know where everything's going to go. But once we have all the equipment and we figure out... And utilize the space that we have, then we can um, put the rubber flooring down for good and make sure it don't move. Yeah. But yeah, that's like that's what's been going on for the past week. Yeah, you know, it's, after- it's moving pretty quick. I think. I mean, and and it just goes to show, like things happen for a reason, and you just gotta take things and do it. You know, you gotta take the opportunities and just do them. But. Yeah, what do you got to say, babe? Well, what I got to say is this. If you all... I was talking to a buddy of mine at the gym the other day, and you know, he was like... He told me, he said, if I started a business years ago, I'd be sitting pretty right now. That's pretty much verbatim what he said. And I told him, I was like, how old are you, man? Or he, now, he told me. He's like, dude, I'm 43 years old or whatever. And uh, he was—he thought in his mind that it was—it's too late, too late to start a business, like, you know, whatever. I—I I was like, dude, you have all the time in the world, like, you could live a whole nother lifetime, you know. I mean, by that time, it's, you know, eighty, almost ninety, or whatever. But uh, <laughs> so, so we're over here looking at memes. But if you guys, if you guys are girls. Or out there, and you want to start a business, just freaking do it. Whatever you have to do 
to make things happen. Just make it happen. Whether it's you know saving pennies, saving nickels, dime, picking up freaking change off the sidewalk and putting it in a jar in your room. Over time, that shit adds up, and eventually you're going to have have enough money to go do or get whatever it is you want. Or even live minimally. That's you know? in addition. Yes, you have to do that, which we have. We have been. We've been but trying not to the extreme. Yeah, we've been trying, but like we've, we've been, we're slowly slowly living yeah. minimally. We, yeah, because like we we've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy, and we haven't like I remember coming here like February, March, April, whatever. We used to eat out all the time, like all the time. Yeah, because back in our old hometown in New York, there was like a freaking nothing McDonald's and a family owned Italian restaurant that wasn't even good yeah so when we so, got here we always ate like breakfast at bob evans and then we'll go to buffalo wild wings and then we'll go to a place called courtside which is like a bar slash restaurant type thing but we would always go out and we would always like eat out but now um we just buy our groceries and we roughly spend around like 150 every week or so just because we buy a lot of ground beef a lot of steak and those things add up and then we always buy like the little knickknacks that we find along the way, yeah, like Epsom salts or st- like things that we need for oh, the house. Oh, buying extra stuff at Walmart. Yeah, like yeah. We- so Walmart's dangerous. Okay, I don't know if y'all do a lot of shopping there, but it's dangerous because once you get going down the miles and see all that good stuff you want, you can be buying some extra shit. Yeah, but we don't really like we don't really go out. And do things like we don't really go to Huntington or Ashland or anything anymore. And um, what we do do, we just like, I think most of our money gets spent on gas because we drive a lot. Like we drive to Jackson and then we drive to Portsmouth to hang out with your family and stuff. But I think that we're, I think we're a lot better now financially, you know? Yeah. Because in the beginning we would just be going out all the time and we weren't really like, staying home and i like staying home on the weekends and then i like going out on the weekends too like just going out and about in town like i think this saturday yeah we went out this saturday and we and there was just like a hoops project outside and it was just a bunch of like basketball teams three on three three on three games and everyone from like all the little towns surrounding Galapolis, they all came around and Which played was, some basketball it was crazy because this is less than Two miles from our house, and we get down there, and they had like a whole block blocked off. Yeah, so it was like a block party. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a whole block party because there was music playing, food, lots like, of good stuff going the on. Little, the little, the um, little small businesses were open too, and we got to go into some cool little town, ta- like little places. Um, yeah, there was a there was one called the Potted Edge, and they just had a bunch of succulents and cactuses and. All this fun stuff that you could put in a pot. Some of them were really expensive. It was like 60 bucks for a two foot, three foot tall cactus. But that shit grows for so, like, that takes forever Yeah, to so grow. I didn't realize this, but when you go to Walmart and buy those, like, those little tiny cactus, cacti's, uh, you know, they maybe be like four to six inches tall. Well, if you want these things to grow like two feet, it takes about a year for those to get that big. So... If y'all ever see cactuses on TV or whatever, cacti's, mm. it's it's taken them a long time to get that big. I was just surprised at how slow they they grow. Maybe not all of them grow that slow, but yeah. I guess I was just surprised. And then we went to River City Leather, yeah, and we took them our old 
weightlifting belts that we had for a different had a different lo- had a different company name on it. It was our old company. Yeah. And we took River City Leather, our old belts, to see if they couldn't relogo them to the new company name Diamond Strength Systems. Then after that, we went to... You got some... What's the pop one place? I got a milkshake. Sprinkle and pop. Sprinkle, sprinkle and pop. Down, something like that. Yes, down on uh, 2nd Street in Gallipolis. They have amazing popcorn, all <laughs> kinds of different flavors, and there's also yogurt in there. Frozen yogurt. Yeah, I just went and I got a, a vanilla milkshake. I got a strawberry banana smoothie, which was actually really good because sometimes they don't make... Like, sometimes... It was other, yummy. Sometimes other stores don't make it how yeah. I like it. Yeah, they did that. They did a really good job. Um, but yeah, like I like to stay at home. But if we go out, like I don't. It's okay if we don't spend any money. Like I like walking around town, and I like doing like the little just things. getting out of the house. I wish yeah. we could take. So we're not allowed to take our dogs within city limits because they're big, ferocious pit bulls. <laughs> yeah, which Onyx will literally just lay on you and crush you, and that's about. As vicious as he gets. Yeah. And so we can't... I'd love to be able to take the two dogs down there, but we can't take Onyx and Callie just because of the city rules, so... Yeah. Fix your shit, Galpolis. I mean, I think we could... Like, I don't think someone's going to stop us. Like, they're they're just walking, you know what I mean? It's like, I think, like, a police or someone, or, a, like, a cop or the someone... Police. Would stop us if they were barking obnoxiously or something or like causing a scene you know what i mean like if they were just walking and just doing their dog thing and just sniffing the ground and putting their nose up in the air yeah if they're just some dogs sniffing butts leave them alone yeah like they're not causing any harm you know like if we're the only two people walking down the street i don't see why it would be a problem yeah me neither so let's take them down to the park i mean like not off the leash but like let's walk them around the park maybe no because i don't want a cop to take it next thing we know I'm fighting a cop because they took our dogs. They can't take your dog. They also have... If the rule is you can't have... But we don't know that. We don't ignorance know that. of the law doesn't matter. But they have freaking things that say they're the city of Gallia or the town of Gallia. They have tags that say that they're allowed here. Or not allowed, but like they're registered in the county. Yeah, in the county. You just can't have them within city limits. I guess. I wouldn't want to go down there and some cops trying to be Mr. Hotshot because he has... Six weeks on the police force, and next thing you know, he's taking our two dogs, yeah. and I'm flipping ape shit because they took our took our babies. Yeah. So I want to chance it, but uh, but yeah. So just trying to live minimalistic to an extent, slowly. Yeah. Um, just getting better at handling our finances and stuff like that because uh, my contract on the army is going to be up at some point, and we're going to try to make the transition into this person or this private studio uh weight room we're gonna try to make the transition into that so we can build up a nice big clientele in this room one-on-one sessions small group training athletes strength you know i'd like to train for powerlifting um and then we're also going to be training at iron city barbell in jackson ohio as well because i really like the people there i really like the facility I really like the equipment, so we're going to kind of be training at both ends of town, or both locations. Yeah. And, um, which kind of leads me into the next topic, I guess, unless you want to touch on anything before I go into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, cutting you off the mic or nothing, but 
Because you're going to have ideas too, I know. Am I? Yeah, you're going to have some stuff. Do I have things? Yeah, you got things in your eye crack creases. <laughs> so, uh, you know like your tear ducts, how you can get like eye boogers in there? Every time Abby gets some like eye boogers in there, I say that she has stuff in her Asian cracks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, so, with all of this stuff going on, with all of these... Um, changes and you know we're trying to do this we're trying to do that we're trying to market we're trying to train we're trying to work we're trying to trying to do everything and because you got to you know you've got to do everything let your you know work work on your weaknesses but stay true true to your strengths do what you do best okay don't be don't be trying to do something or be somebody you're not so with all that being said I've been doing a lot of reading here lately. I've been doing a lot of pod, listening to podcasts. I've been doing all kinds of fun stuff. And let me switch chairs here. No. Yeah. No. I warmed it up for you. No. I'm switching chairs. My back hurts. So with all this being said, uh, I've, been, I've been doing some research and reading and listening and asking questions and this and that and all this other good stuff. So... Um, well, we need two rolly chairs. Get another rolly chair then. We don't have one. We get one. Get me one. I will. Okay. And I just finished Gary Vaynerchuk's book a week or two ago called "Crush It" or "Crushing It." His first one was "Crush It." This one I just read was "Crushing It." So I read his book. It was a great book. And I think I even spoke about it last on the old podcast, I think. So the next book that I have is by Pat Rigsby. It's called The Fit- Fitness Entrepreneur's Handbook. And I want to kind of be using the half, like the last half of these next podcasts going over this book. And actually, because like I, like I said before, I'm documenting this stuff. I'm not a, I want to call myself really a creator. I mean, I'm, I'm a very creative person, but right now in time... I'm documenting. I'm not doing so much of creating besides our Instagram and Facebook videos that are like a minute long. So um, so I would, I would say these are documenting. And what I'm going to do is I want to talk about what you're going to do, what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so that threw me off. I was like on a roll. <laughs> no, so yeah, I want to talk about this book. And the things in the book and how I'm applying it to what we're doing with Diamond Strength Systems and starting up a gym and all this fun stuff. So I'm gonna get this book here. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the book, but if you're some but if there's somebody like a, if you're a personal trainer or if you're wanting to try to start a business or open something up or you're helping start a business or whatever, I think uh, you can learn from me and Pat Rigsby and this book. And use it for your use it to your advantage. Okay, let's get started. All right, so chapter one is the ideal business. It kind of goes over uh, the core components of an ideal business, the blueprint, some questions that you need to ask yourself or that you at least need to be able to answer, uh, the truth about building an ideal business, something like that. So I'm just go- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing because this. These chapters in this book are actually kind of long. I think the first chapter's 
70 pages long. Jeez. Yeah, so I'm not going to cover everything. But I just wanted to skim it and talk to you about how I'm applying it to our fitness business. Right? Yeah. And then how Abby could apply it to her upcoming journey in business as well. Okay. So, the five core components of an ideal business. And I'll just read them off and then touch on them. Independent, distinctive, enjoyable, authentic, and lucrative. So, an ideal business is controlled by you. That's why you went into the business, and that's why I'm going into the business, is because I don't want to work for somebody else. I don't want to put hours and upon hours upon hours to help other businesses and other people. I want to do this for myself. I want to build a masterpiece or, you know, I want to build, you know, I want to have a legacy to leave behind and I want our future kids and our future grandkids and their kids and their grandkids and all that good stuff. I want to set them up for success. I want to be that person in this family that that's changed the family to help them live great and fantastic lives. Uh, distinctive. So the dictionary says that distinctive means having a special quality, style, attractiveness, etc. Uh, do you know of any businesses that you consider extraordinary that don't fit that description? Your ideal business must stand out and it must be distinctive. You got to be different there, by folks. You can't just be, you know, the same Jenny off the block or whatever. Be different. I'm so, I'm so Jenny from the block. Used the to block? have a little, now I have a lot. <laughs> Don't make me go into it. I'll start dropping bars. Uh, so the next one's enjoyable. Enjoy what you're doing. Growing up, my grandpa always said, as long as you love what you're doing, you're never going to go to work a day in your life. And the more, I mean, some people can say they like their job, but do you love your job? Do you truly like love what you do and have a passion for what you do? Because when I'm like going out and finding rubber flooring and I'm price, pricing bars and squat racks, like I enjoy doing that stuff. That stuff is actually fun to me because I'm I'm doing things that's going to eventually turn into something amazing. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Real quick, like really off the topic. Okay. Um, do you have a chiropractor thing tomorrow? I do. At what time? I think it's nine. Okay, continue. I totally forgot about. It. See, see why it's good to have you know a nice little girlfriend to remind you of things. Ugh. Sorry. Was it forty? Yeah. Forty a visit, French City Chiropractic, Galpolis, Ohio. Uh, yeah. So authentic. Your ideal business must be reflective of you, your belief, and your values. If you're going to love it. Then it can't be cookie cutter. It looked like look like every other blended business out there. And the last one, lucrative. Obviously, your ideal business needs to be lucrative, but you need to be able to enjoy the type of income that provides for you both now and in your future. Don't just live paycheck to paycheck. You need to if you're going into your own business and you don't have you know you you want to do a four hundred one k. You want to do some kind of savings, or else. You know, if that business doesn't take off or it doesn't catch fire like you want it to, you know, you got some money in the reserves. Let's just say that. Um, so, 
what does your ideal business look like? And these are some questions. This is all towards fitness, fitness-related stuff, but it could be a good, uh, good way to learn outside the box and think outside the box. There's lots of businesses out there that aren't in fitness that you can learn from and that I can learn from. So who do you want to work with? Me personally, the Diamond Strength Systems, I want to take a lot of different different clients to begin with because I need to start getting people in. I need to start getting people talking about it. I need to start getting some income, some money to buy some more equipment and all that good stuff. But my ideal, my ideal client is going to be people who would be powerlifters and athletes. That would be my ideal, ideal clientele and first responders or something like that. Um, so next would be what sort of format will you deliver your training in? What type of experience do you want your clients immersed in? What type of culture will, you, will your facility have? Will it even be a facility or are you going to have an online business, which Diamond Strength Systems is currently an online business, moving into a facility? How much income will you generate and what will your schedule, what will your work schedule be like? So those are some things you need to start thinking about. Um, for me, I, I'm going to decide how much money I want to make a month. I want to decide how much money I want to make a year. And back, I made a video on Facebook the other day about backwards planning. So let's just say I'm going to like, okay, I want to make 50,000 a year. How much do I need to make a month? Okay. How much do I need to make a week? Okay. How much do I need to make a day? How much do I need to make an hour? I backwards plan and I break it down. So that way I have these little stepping stone goals as time goes on to put things into place and I know where I'm at. And what do you want your work schedule to be like? So for me, I want to work on my own time. I would like to work from like 5 a.m. to maybe 2 or 3, well, 5 a.m. to 1 to 3. That would be really cool. Um, and then I can just leave. I thought you were laughing at me. And then I can just, you know, do whatever else I want for the rest of the day. Or, you know, have my mornings to myself. And, you know, I, I haven't really started this yet. So, you know, we're not training clients yet. I still am in the military. So, you know, I don't know what kind of work schedule I would honestly like. Um, I like to sleep in. I'm not a morning person. I would like to sleep in every day until about 8 or 9, to be honest with you. Um, but hey, the early bird gets the worm. So I want to try a few different schedules and see which one I like best. I know what I like best. Baby, you can't sleep all day. No. <laughs> no, because when I was training up in New York, um, I, sometimes I would wake up at five or four o'clock in the morning. No, five, four thirty-five, five forty-five. <laughs> yeah. But um, because I had to train a client at six o'clock in the morning, but the gym was also thirty minutes away. Yeah. But I would have a client from 5 to 6, then 6 to 8. No, 6 to 7, then 7 to 8. And that was perfect. Like, because I was just like, I was already up and going. It took me a while to wake up. But once I got myself going, I liked it. And then I just kept going until like 12. Then I had a break. And then after that, I kept going until like 6, until we trained. I mean, that sucked. Whoa. Whoa, your voice was like, sucked. <laughs> like, that sucked. But the thing was that she wasn't getting paid for it because it was an internship. 
Yeah. So if she was getting paid for it, she would have been making some jack. But yeah. it it was for Kyle. I mean, she, she got paid a little bit after a while, but to begin with, it was an internship. And it was just, I mean, put yourself in her shoes for a minute. And she, she, and she worked all those hours and didn't get paid. Yeah. For weeks. So. But I, like, now that I look back on it and, like, now that I compare it to what we're about to do, it kind of gives me more of a leverage of what I want to do and who I want to train with. Because when I was doing that internship, I was exposed to all different sorts of people. Like, I've trained teenagers that were like 16 17 years old and then i trained another client that was like 64 years old so i had different styles of training and i had different programs for everyone and i had a lot of time management um experience i guess because i had to really make sure that some clients were overlapping and that our sessions were on point on time because i couldn't run over because the next client had to go right away so I, looking back on it now, I really liked that internship, but at that point in time, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I would like to. Only because it was free, and two, I was really, like, just on my own. Like, no one really taught me anything. Like, I was there, like... You had your, ex- you had your experience from, like, me and you. Yeah, but, like, I didn't really have, like, that supervisor to be like, hey... Like, this is what you should be doing, or, like, these are the client. Like, if you have this client, then you should be doing this so-and-so. Like, I had to Google everything or, like, read on what I should be doing with geriatrics. And it wasn't bad. Like, I got in a lot of really good feedback, and a lot of people would say these things, like, very nice things about me. And some of them even wrote testimonials for me for our website or for whatever. Or even they would be like, if you need me as a reference, I will use you. Like, you, you can use me, I mean. But... It wasn't the ideal client clientele. Yeah, you know, it wasn't exactly who she was wanting to train. A couple of those people were, but yeah. Um. So yeah, this is you know this is going to be Watch his tail. or is your your business. You make the schedule. You decide what kind of money you want to make. You make the decisions, and then you formulate a plan to get what you want. And that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. Um, this is the blueprint. You need to know who you really want to work with, which I've already covered. Yeah. And you need to go out there and get in front of those people and show them what your business stands for. Get them to know, like, and trust you. Ask them to become clients. A lot of times people have a hard time just asking or closing. And if you're a shitty closer, you know, in sales, then... It's going to be real hard to, well, close. And over-deliver like crazy. Giving them what they want and giving them more than they expected. Basically, kill them with kindness. Do things that they don't really necessarily expect you to do. Uh, It's all about speed and easiness. That's not the word I want to use, though. It's all about speed. In life and in business is get things done and over with. Make it easy for your clients. Make it easy for your clients to contact you. Make it easy for your clients to know what you're selling. Make it easy for your clients to 
locate your business. Make it easy for your clients to pick a, uh, a program or a package. Make it easy for your clients to just get a water out of the fridge in the gym or whatever. Make it easy for your clients. Go out of your way to do all those things for them so when they get there, they are treated like, like royalty because they're your clients and you need to treat them good. Mm-hmm. And that's what we plan on doing. So when it, and on this blueprint where it says get in front of those people and show them what your business stands for, once we have our gym equipment in our building and we're like, okay, we got the gym equipment, now let's start marketing because I don't want to market too soon and because it was kind of like that anytime fitness in jackson yeah they started they started like hey we're hiring we're hiring we're hiring we're hiring but they didn't even know when they were going to open exactly and they had no idea when they were going to open so all these these people were just like well when are you going to open oh we don't know yet we're projected to open at this date and abby was thinking about working there and they didn't open when they it were really it really open. pushed her away from working there which turned out that it was for the better. It was for the better, seeing how things are going now. But so. the thing about, this is the problem that I've run into. I don't know if you've run into it Me so often. Like you, 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 Jonathan, um, <laughs> is... What did you call me? <laughs> that we can market as much as we want, and people will come up to you and say all these things that they want to start training, and then you'll set... You'll set it up or whatever, or you'll give them the prices, but then you'll never hear from them again. And I don't know if it's like a commitment issue or if they don't want to take that first step, but I found that it's very hard to get people to actually do it. Like they can, like they're good on the phone or they're good through text or they're good behind a screen, but then when it actually comes to doing it and actually paying for it, you don't see them. Like I've gotten people from my boot camp, I've gotten like, a lot of messages saying that they were going to come to my boot camp. And they've given me dates on the days that they were going to come. But they never showed up. You know? So it's like, we got to like we gotta find a way to actually lock them in. So, in my job in recruiting, there are steps that we take. You know, hey, you need to do a follow-up within 72 hours. Hey, you need to see your future soldiers. Yeah. You have to physically see them once every two weeks. And you have to at least hear from them weekly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're having trouble with that, you know, making sure that you oversell on the phone initially, making sure that you do a follow-up, making sure that you stay engaged with them because you don't know what they have going on in their lives, you know. Which I do, like, even, like, when the, like, on the first day of boot camp, like, only, like, two or three people showed up, and I was like, all right, well, five other people told me that they were going to show up today. So then I went back into my messages and asked them. I was like, hey, are you still interested in boot camp? It's not too late to sign up. But I've never heard from them. Some people just get excited yeah. and they just kind of lose it. You know, they're, they're like, man, I really need to start losing. So, like, for instance, I had somebody contact me. She said how disgusted she was at looking at herself in the mirror. She said how, she, how bad she wants to get off her pain medication. She was just giving me all of these reasons as to why... She wanted to work with me one on one, and I told her I was like, "Where are you located at? We have a gym that we train out of in Jackson, and you know we're charging X amount of dollars per session." Mm-hmm. And she didn't respond. She didn't respond back. <clears throat> so they, the next day, I contacted her, and I I just did a follow up with her, and she's like, "You know, sorry, my phone's been acting weird. Yeah, whatever." 
She's like, sorry, my phone's been acting weird. After eight hours of work, driving 30 minutes to the gym is just too much for me. And, you know, obviously, she's not that disgusted at looking at herself in the mirror. Obviously, her pain medication, or her medication that she's on for high blood pressure and this and that, you know, obviously, she don't hate taking it too bad, or she would have drove the 30 minutes to go work out with me, right? Yeah, that was like... One of my clients that I had up in New York where um, I trained her for free for like three months, basically. And then I started charging. And I think I charged like $10, $15 a session, not even. Like it was the cheapest thing ever because of the location that we were in. And she, like I, like she said that she felt great. She loved coming to work out. And she said that she didn't have to take her medications anymore because of the things that she was doing like we had I had her on a lot of cardio and like some weight training but she liked what we were doing and she liked coming to the gym and she felt a little bit more confident coming into the gym because normally she would just go and swim with her kids in the pool which is fine but she needed to do more so then it came to the point where I was just like okay well I am no longer free and these are the prices and this is this is how much you can pay I'll break it down you could pay within like two weeks or a month or whatever whatever works best for your budget but then she was just like, no, I don't think I can afford you. And I was like, well, if in my head, I was just like, well, if you pay for my sessions, then that would be saving you money on your medications, you know, and like you wouldn't have to be taking your medications anymore. And from that point forward, I've n- never seen her in the gym after that. And it just goes to show like how willing people are to be when money's involved, you know, everyone's just like, yeah. oh, it's too expensive. But like, think about it for the longevity of your health. So from a business aspect, no matter what it is, people buy with emotion and they solidify why they should buy something with logic. So the new iPad Pro, it's out right now. I really want one. Do I need it? No, I do not. (laughs) But we're reasoning it with logic. But my emotion is I really want this freaking iPad. This thing's so cool. It's so neat. And I don't need it. But the logic that I'm trying to use in my head is when it comes time to start charging and having clients pay things and I'm going around town and showing pictures to people, you know, I want a, I want a nice big screen that these people can look at. I want something that looks professional. So that's my logic behind really freaking wanting this iPad Pro. So remember that. People buy with emotion and they – like check out with logic, I guess is what you could say. So this next is going to be just a simple business plan that you can use to dial in your business. And it's it's a model of what I'm kind of doing Diamond Strength Systems off of. And I'm just going to kind of go down the line here. Decide what you'll be known for. So you got you got to be able to answer that question. Because if you can't answer that question, then you're going in guns blazing and don't you're not even looking through your sites so decide what you'll be known for what do i want to be known for i want to be known for one of the greatest powerlifting coaches slash mentors slash entrepreneur slash strength coach in the nation that's what i want to be known for i want to be known for breaking records on the platform you know being top 20 top 10 top 5 number 1 whatever it is you know whatever i'm able to get with my hard work and my dedication, that's what I want to shoot for and go for. So you need to be, you know, decide what you'll be known for. Do you want to be 
a CrossFit gym, a powerlifting gym, a general health style gym, you know, just basic fitness stuff. You know, what do you want to be known for and then be the freaking best at it? Decide who you want to know you, your market. So my market's going to be pretty all kinds of people at the begin with because we got to get some money. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to market towards athletes, strength uh, people who want to uh, get stronger, and I want to promote to those style of people, people who actually want to change their lives and actually give a damn, and people that's going to work really, really freaking hard to achieve their goals. But while I'm marketing that and promoting that, I could pick up anybody. You know, I could somebody could see me off the street, and be like, "Damn, who's that guy over there with a tight ass shirt on and gun sticking out the sleeves and no holsters?" Better not be a girl saying that. No, that'd be a, it's John Royster over there. Is who it is? <laughs> and what's that? My vitamins. I haven't. I forgot to take my vitamins because they're not in that closet no more. Oh, hey, I got vitamins here too. We need more water. But no, but okay, so we. Went to New York, and we took our vitamins with us, and we never put them back in the vitamin closet. So I've forgotten to take them, but I was on, like, a really good roll, like, on a good, like, routine of taking my vitamins once I wake up in the morning. Because I normally take it with orange juice, because these pills are very big, and it's easier to take it down with orange juice, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm going to be promoting and marketing towards my clientele that I actually want to work with. But um, with my amazing salesmanship skills and you know personality and character I have going on for me, I want to take I want to probably get a lot of people who's not in that market. But I want to take them because I need to build up I need a name for myself, a clientele. So this city of Galapagos can be like, "Wow, John Royster really knows what the freak he's talking about." Huh, he's already top 100 in the world. Oh, he's totaling 10 times his body weight and powerlifting. That's pretty incredible. So, then decide at least three ways that you'll connect with your uh, perfect prospects within your market. Whether it's Facebook ads, public speaking, joint ventures, referral slash relationship marketing, direct mail, networking. Find ways that you can connect with your prospects. And the ways that I am going to connect with my prospects is one, uh, all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, podcast, Ew. YouTube. Ugh. Is that the honest just slobber on you like that? Yeah. Nasty. Um, so that's how we're going to really connect. Uh, the main way is through social media because we can reach a lot of people in, in ads on social media. Um, Facebook ads, people. Freaking Facebook ads. It's like... 33 cents a click or something like that for some of these ads out there. Way, 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 way underpriced. If you all have a business and you're not doing Facebook ads, you're wrong. You need to be doing Facebook ads. Just trust me on this. And Google AdWords. Figure this shit out and do it. Another way we're going to do it is I'm actually going to get in front of these people. I want to, like, get my freaking brochures and I want to get my business cards and I want to put on some diamond strength polo that I have yet to get made. And I want to walk around town. And I want to find these people in town that want to sign up with me and do one-on-one personal training. And I want to make them pay for a package. And I want to sign them up right there on the spot. That's what I'm going to do when the time comes. 
I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get my clients. I'm not going to wait for my clients to come to me. And marketing through or, uh, referrals and relationships. We've been here for a few months. We're starting to know some people. And once the time comes, we're going to fill them in on everything. And we're going to give them our business cards and some brochures so they can pass out to their friends and family too. And decide how you're going to deliver the results your perfect prospects are looking for. So whether it's a challenge, uh, you know, one-on-one training, semi-private training, which is like two to four clients, team training, five to eight clients, or group training, eight clients or more. So do you want to do group fitness? Do you want to do like a cycling class? Do you want to do, you know, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to have four groups training together at the same, the same program like high school? You know, we got five different power racks in the high school weight room. And there's five different groups of four to four to five people doing the same thing. That's not a bad idea. You just got to decide how you're going to how you're going to deliver. All right. And for myself, for Diamond Strength Systems and this gym, we are going to deliver online. We're going to deliver. Am I saying that funny? We're going to deliver. No. Okay. We're going to deliver online, one-on-one, small group sessions. And boot camps is what we're going to do. And then decide how you'll price your services. Onyx is so tired. So our biggest pit bull here, Onyx, is he hasn't left our side really throughout this whole podcast. He's just sitting here, leaning up against my leg as we speak, falling asleep as he's sitting here. I feel so bad because he's just, he loves us and he wants to spend time with us. And he's just sitting here, falling asleep, standing up because he wants to be near his mom and dad. And mm-hmm. we just don't deserve dog. We just do. We don't deserve dogs, guys. We don't. They're too great. But moving on, you know, decide how you'll price your services. Um, I don't really want to talk a whole lot about that because I don't want to have an influence on how you price your services. Uh, and I don't want to really say what I'm pricing mine now because things may change. And I don't want to be, hey, well, you said you're going to do this. Well, I haven't haven't solidified a pricing schedule yet. We have something down that we will probably do, but things can change. And if we need to change our prices, then we'll change our prices. But we have a system that we think that will work. And now it just has to actually be put into action. So, And you could always, you know, some people would be like, well, how much do I know how to charge per session? Once you, I'm not saying to do this weekly or yearly or whatever, but keep raising your prices until people stop buying. Yeah. Keep raising your prices. If if you're if you're training ten clients right now for twenty dollars a session, uh, and yeah, twenty clients right now, and each one is paying you twenty dollars a session. After a year, raise your prices to twenty five dollars a session, or whatever you know, twenty two dollars a session. And the year after that, raise it up again. Keep raising it. And if these clients stay with you, I mean, let's say you keep doing that and you're all the way up to $50 a session. Are you telling yourself that when you first started off, you was not worth $50 a session? You might have gotten better at your task, but you know, just keep raising your prices until, no one is, until people stop buying. Start off low, slowly work your way up. But this goes back to what I was talking to you all about earlier. 
decide how much money you want to make. Decide how many hours you want to work, and you decide what days you want to work and what days you don't. It's your life. It's your business. It's your ideal business. It's what you want as the CEO or whatever. So you decide how much money you want to make, and then figure out how many clients, how many group trainings, how many boot camps that you'll have to do per month, per week to get you to that income. Bro. Bruh. Bro. There was another piece on here that I was wanting to talk about. I freaking underlined it. Uh. Oh yeah, the eight guided principles of the ideal business. So one is change your focus. Changing your focus could be your most important challenge. Most fitness business owners focus on getting by. They think about what tactic will be the band-aid they need for today's problem. They think that the magic is in some new training or marketing tactic. Instead, you, to create your ideal business, you must focus on these things right here. Your vision, impact, purpose, values, the problems you'll solve, the value you'll add to their lives, your goals, and the action you'll take. Think big. You know, right now, we have this little 25 by 15 and a half foot room. It's a small room. But I know that's not what we're, where we're going to stay. I know that's not what the, the... When I'm dying at 90-something years old or 100 or whatever, you know, I'm not going to be like, man, we really did a lot with that one room, you know. That's not, what, that's not what's going to happen. This is a stepping stone. When I say think big... And actually, I posted something on Facebook the other day. Is like once your mind, like, really starts to expand, and you start really learning this crazy off the wall stuff, really like, really growing and like getting woke, as we say out here on the streets. Once you get woke, it's hard to go back and think to how you were thinking before. It's really hard to do that. So when I say think big, like. What kind of gym do you want to own? You know, do you, or do you do you want to be? If you're just thinking small, you're like, yeah, I want to spend most of my time in a gym. Okay, think bigger than that. Oh, I want to work in a gym. Okay, think bigger than that. I want to be a personal trainer in a gym. Think bigger than that. I want to own a gym. Think bigger than that. I want to own ten gyms. Think bigger than that. I want to be the the CEO of Planet Fitness. You know, think bigger than that. You know, keep thinking bigger, 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 bigger. Operate differently. Your business is perfectly designed to get the results you are getting today. If you want a different outcome, you must do things differently. Abandon the mediocrity out there in this world. Get rid of it. Take massive actions. Is number four. Don't talk about what you'll do or just dip your toe in the water. Dive in head first. Actions create momentum. Success is a team sport. Surround yourself with like-minded people or semi-like-minded people better. It's better than like-minded. Surround yourself with positive people in your lives. Number six is simple is successful. Simple executed well always beats complex executed in a mediocre way. That sounded way crazy. That sounded like robotish. What? What do you get if you mix a rooster and an owl? I don't know. 
A cock that stays up all night. Ah, it's a knee slapper. <laughs> That's funny. I like that one. <laughs> all right, number seven. Focus on relationships. Maximize the relationships in your life. Connect deeply and often. Care about people when others see them as nothing more than a means to an end. Help enough people reach their goals and you'll reach yours. Selfless service, y'all. Be selfless all the time. And be a producer. Results and experience for clients. Culture and fulfillment for your team. Revenue and profit for your business. Income, impact, and freedom for yourself. Everything in your business, in your life, tanks responsibility for producing. Alright? Take responsibility. Yep. Take responsibility. Play to your strength. Get personal. My biggest strength is, uh, I guess I'm just a, a nice guy. I'm friendly. I'm easy to talk to. I'm outgoing. Uh, I know a thing or two about getting strong in the gym, as my numbers show. And I'm just a, I'm just, I'm a cool dude. I'm cool to talk to. I'm not like socially awkward or nothing. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of funny, decently good looking. So those are my strengths. You know, I'm probably not that great on the radio. I probably stutter a lot. I probably have a funny accent, but if I can get in front of somebody, then you're personable. I'm personable. Yeah, be personable, y'all. Yeah, that's what I am. Because that's what that's what someone else told me that I was. That I was very personable and like I'm very easy to get to know. Um, I'm not very good at like group like public speaking per se, but get me in like in a front of like one or two people, then I can get the ball rolling and just start talking. But sometimes when I'm with John, I kind of get a little, not, I get a little frazzled sometimes because he just likes to go on his rants and then I never know when I can cut in and when I can just like put my input in. Anytime so then, you want, bro. I know, but then, then I just, I just sit to the side and let you have, like, let you do your thing and then when you stop talking, then I put my two cents in. But I feel like people think I'm very quiet, but it's just when you're around, I feel like I can't talk. Not, not like I can't talk, but I feel like you just overpower me. So I'm just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. I know you don't do it on purpose. You I'm don't just motivated, it. babe. I'm just like, I know, like, but fuck, like, let's do this shit. You yeah, know? like I, like I'm sometimes quiet. It just depends on the situation. Well, sometimes, like like during this podcast, I'd cut you off a few times. Sometimes it's just because if I don't say it, I want to forget it. Yeah. So I got to say it real quick. Yeah. Because you're you're like really good at staying on topic, and you have a really really good memory. So, if I don't get... I, I know I could butt in and say my thing and you'll keep going. Yeah. I guess. So, back to, like, what she said about being personable. And being person... Be... Also, be personal. You know, if you're a business out there... Uh, so, for instance, like, we're doing this whole fitness, diamond strength systems, me being a personal trainer, you know, uh, an influencer, a uh, public speaker, whatever. I'm trying to do everything out there I can. And I'm trying to be better at my craft. And, uh, so like what I want to try to do is once we get flowing with like emails and stuff, yeah, we're trying to build up an email list, which we have, but, uh, there's a lot of shit that you got to do if you want to be good. Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media platforms, email, phone calls, pictures, photo- you know, photography, having your own gear, like there's a lot of stuff going on out there in the world every day. And we don't normally send out emails. 
But what we're going to do is we're going to eventually start pushing pushing out informative emails uh, from Diamond Strength Systems to you all. And for you out there that's listening, if you guys are already making uh, emails, send them a personal email. Make it to them. Make it make it seem more like one on one. Like let's say let's say there's ten really important clients that you have or like that your business really strives and depends on. Don't just include them in your mass email. You know, learn about what they're doing in their lives. You know, if you're seeing them every day, you're gonna know this stuff. Just send them an email. Say, hey, how's the kids? How's the family? You know, how's how how are they doing? You know, I heard that so and so had a good baseball game the other day. Uh, you know, I wish I could have been there or something like that. Okay, be personable. Be personal. If you normally send like mass text message, send a personal one. You know, if you normally if you normally do emails, make a phone call. If you normally make a phone make a phone call, visit them in person. Schedule a time to have dinner, have lunch, have breakfast somewhere. Let's go get some coffee. Let's you know, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go check out this business together. Whatever it is. Just do overproduce, you know, overdo everything. What's that, what's that saying, babe? Anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing? Yeah. Or something like or something that. Something like that. Yeah, so just overdo everything. Overdo. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Booger. What? Um, so. It's fair season here in Oh, Southern Ohio. Yeah, Southern Ohio. And not this week coming up, but next week is fair week in Gallia County. Meaning, we get to go do fun some fun stuff during the week. We could probably go down and like see what's there cuz they have like some like four by four tractor pulling, I don't know. <laughs> it looks That'd pretty be cool. Fun. Yeah, there's a bunch and of redneck like, shit down here at the fair. And there's like some like not uh what is it called like not monster truck crashes but like crash and derby yeah demolition derby yeah i've never seen any like that can we go yeah we can go i was in new york we don't have this stuff in new york i had to bring her down south when when i think of a fair in new york like the fair to me is just like a really big carnival with a bunch of rides and a bunch of carny food but now that I've been here, everyone's talking about 4-H. We, I don't think we had 4-H in New York. If we did, it was very rare. But, like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, they sell their goats, they sell pigs, they sell cows, they sell their rabbits at the fair, and they get money for it. And then, like, I never knew about, like, the pageants that they do, and, like, the queens, and the princesses, and the prince, and the kings, and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff until I came here. And then now, there's a fair... Like, literally down the road, because I think it's down, like, two minutes away from our house. And it's less than two miles from here, so yeah. yeah. so it's like, now I want to go experience these things and get some carny food. She wants to go get some carny food, some old funnel cakes and fried Oreos and... Yeah. Like, I want to go. Like, go ride is... these rides ran by these old crackheads down here at the No, fair. I don't want to ride rides. <laughs> I just want to see what's it, what it's all about, because, like... It, you'll never forget it, let me tell you that. Like, I just want to go. That's going to be so much fun. It would be a lot of fun, so... That's all week. I know. We could just go. If it's okay, two miles away. we'll go. I mean, you'll probably be working them, but I'll be working at the fair, which is not what I want to do. But... I'll visit you. Oh, opportunity. There's another thing I just want to touch on. Opportunity. Opportunity. So, 
opportunities are going to come to you in all shapes and sizes. Opportunities are going to come to you when you expect them and when you least expect them. And if you have the opportunity to get in front of somebody, if you have, I don't want to say get in front of somebody. If you have the opportunity to do like your strength, I guess. If if you so like, let's say you were good on the radio. If you had the opportunity to get on the radio for free, take that opportunity. If you had the opportunity to get on TV and you're like really you know good on TV, go do it. If you set yourself up for opportunities, set yourself up to, you know, very, I don't, I mean, I don't, there's always exceptions to every rule, but if you're somebody who just spends, you know, 24 hours of your day inside of a house, like, if you spend all your time inside. Are you throwing shade? At who? Me. You don't. I mean, I spend a good majority of the time at the house. No, I'm not throwing shade at all. <laughs> well, you'll get to what I'm. Yeah, okay. you'll see what I'm getting at here in a second. If you spend all your all of your time in like a certain setting, you're going to really close off opportunities to you. And what I'm trying to get at is this: I was working at a fair the other day, and some lady from some radio station here in town is like, "Hey, you want to? You know, do y'all want like some time on the radio live?" Well. The people I was working with were like, uh, dead, dead, dead. I was like, I'll do it. And before uh, we went, because it was to promote the Army. It was to promote, you know, because I'm a recruiter. So it was to be like, hey, y'all, you know, Sergeant Royce here down here at the Jackson County Fair, blah, 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 blah. Go join the Army. Uh, but before we went live on the radio, I was just, just small talk. I was being personable. I was asking her, you know, hey, so what do you do? You know, how's this? How's that? Whatever. And she started doing the same to me. And next thing you know, I told her about Diamond Strength Systems. And I told her about how I'm a, you know, a personal trainer. And we got all this cool fun stuff. And I compete. And I'm a, you know, powerlifter. So she gave me time on the radio to talk about the Army. Talk about, you know, recruiting and stuff. But then she was like, so hey. Tell me about tell me about tell me about your personal business. Tell them about your business outside of work. What do you like to do outside of work? And I use that opportunity, that little you know, ten seconds of fame on a radio station nobody listens to, to talk about diamond strength systems. So when I tell you, you you gotta you gotta leave yourself the chance for opportunities to happen to you, and when you have the chance to for, to take an opportunity, you gotta go do it. Yeah, that's kind of just like how everything has happened. Like, we've been given opportunities to express what we like to do and express our passions, and that's just kind of how we got into the place we are now. And you're always saying that, like, things do happen for a reason. Everything in my mind (laughs) for my life experience happened for a reason. So it's like now it's like actually, like... Falling into place. Falling into place. And for me, I feel like it's kind of now making sense because... Ever since we moved here, I've been struggling to find a job, right? And I've been getting so discouraged on, like, why people aren't hiring me or why aren't they even calling me for an interview. She has a bachelor's degree, so... Yeah. But... Put that out there. But also, people are saying that it's hard to get a job here with a bachelor's degree because they don't want to hire someone that has a bachelor's degree because they might have to pay them a little bit more. You know, not a lot of people here have gone to college. It's It's just a town that we are in. Anyways... But now, like, say that I did get a different job and say I wasn't working at the jobs that I am working at now, I wouldn't have 
we would have never crossed this path. You yeah, know? we ne- we would have never have met the people that we have have met that would open up these opportunities to us. Yeah, like I've met a bunch of people doing what I do now, and I like it. It like I like what I do, and, and there's some days where I don't like it, but that's with just any job. But I feel like if I had a different job somewhere else, I wouldn't. We would never have gone where we are right now. No. And it's like, what are the odds that I would apply for the AGR program and get put up in upstate New York? What are the odds that me and you would meet? What are the odds that I, at the time, wanted to further my career in the Army and took on recruiting as a way to do that? What are the odds that we got placed back down towards home in Gallipolis? What are the odds that you would meet the person you met at work who would offer us the place for yeah. our gym who you know what I'm saying like yeah what are the what are the odds of all this happening and one is us working hard and working I mean we're we're kind of we're kind of setting ourselves up for success but at the same time it's like there's been times where I just couldn't catch a break yeah and and when when things in your life happen you always got to be like, okay, why did this happen? You know, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And sometimes you'll find the answers to those questions. You know, you'll understand why why these things happen to you. Yeah. But and, and, like, now, like, I'm in a pickle because, like, remember what we were talking about, how I have an opportunity to probably work at a job and get another job. But it's like. That's going to limit. But that's going to limit the amount of time that I can train people, you know. And it's like. Do I want to just work there for two to three months and build up clientele and then quit after three months? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do. And it's not it's not the best money, but money is money regardless. But it, it's just like, I got to try to figure out what will work best for us and what will work best for me and make me happy and make you happy. And it it's a position, I'm in a position where... I have to think for the future, the future things that we need to do. Because, like, I don't want to, like, I want a job, but I also don't want to have to go and learn all these things and go to trainings and then have to quit after two or three months. You know what I mean? Like, that's not worth it to me. Like, it's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the trouble for the other person that has to hire me and the things that he will have to do and do all these yeah, because yeah. we're trying to we're trying to open a gym, and life moves incredibly fast, way too fast. Sometimes you just want it to slow down, but we want to open a gym. And honestly, I like to open a gym up in two to three years. Yeah. But who's to say that I couldn't go win a lottery ticket tomorrow, and all of a sudden I'm putting a gym together now? You know, life moves fast. Take the opportunity. Set yourself up for success. Be personable. Go out there and meet people. Get, use your strengths to your advantage. Work on your weaknesses because things are going to happen fast. Yeah. And if she goes and gets this job at GNC, you know, making whatever an hour, next, you know, a few months later, boom, I hit the lottery. We're opening up a gym. She, you know, it's just. So she's in a pickle right now because honestly, she can make more money working out of this 25 foot by 15 foot room than she could working at GNC. Yeah. And it would be more up her alley and towards the direction that we're wanting to head in the long run. Because my, you know, like when I was thinking, talking about big picture, um, 
when I say think big picture, like I don't want to just be a personal trainer. Yeah. I want to be the best personal trainer. Yeah. But at some point, I want to stop being a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Now I want to I want to be a personal trainer's personal trainer. I want to be holding seminars and classes of how individuals can be better personal trainers. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always trying to think one step ahead, bigger picture. But you can't just be another one of these fitness gurus on Instagram that says, come and join my workshop or, you know, pay me and I will show you how to get 20 clients by the end of the month or, you know, whatever. They never done this. Yeah. They're just recycling information from other people. Yeah. And I am recycling a little bit of information from this book, Pat Rigsby's book, but a lot of this stuff is also my personal experience, things that we're currently doing with our business. And we're trying to document and show you all what we're doing now because you may be in this in the same situation we're in or know somebody we're in. And honestly, the time any good amount of people hears this podcast, you know, we're going to be way further than we are now. Yeah. You know? And two things that are crazy to me that, like, just popped up in my head is one is that when we started, like, when John and I first met, or whatever, when we started, like, dating, we said that, like, opening a, a gym up would be really cool. But we never thought that it would be, like, a year and some change later, you know? And then two is that I remember, like, our plans were that you'll be staying in the Army for three to five years, then we'll move to North Carolina, and then we would... This was just, like, would, a few months ago. Yeah, not even a few months ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. And, no, no. Okay, like a month ago. A month and a half. Month ago. Anyway, so our plans were that he was going to stay in the army for three to five years. We would save up, move to North Carolina, either have the army move us to North Carolina, or move ourselves down to North Carolina and open up a gym there. And then I was thinking because I applied for a GNC like managerial position, and I was like, okay, well, if I work for GNC and I get that position then I could just transfer over to another GNC because GNCs are all over the place, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I never got the call back for that. But, like, now look what happened, you know? And it's like, now we're going to be staying here. We're going to be opening up a gym or, like, a private studio. And it's just so crazy how things turn out so fast because things just work out for the better, I feel. And it's just like... And I think I think you got to do what makes you happy because... Yeah. I mean, a lot of people know me, but they don't know me, know me. Mm-hmm. But the few people that like really, really know who I am and what I'm about, they know that I would be perfectly happy sleeping on an air mattress in a gym that I built myself or with Abby here. They know that I would just, I would be thrilled. That w- I mean, I would wake up every day thinking that I was laying in like a like a double queen with some like plush. Linen or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, do what makes you happy. I know that I might take a 50% pay cut. Yeah. But I'm willing to accept that because you have one life and you need to live your life. But what we're trying to do now is right now we're formulating a plan to where I can at least match what I'm I'm currently making. So when I get out of the Army, I'm not taking that pay cut. And I'm also trying to set something up to where Abby can make the same amount. You know, like, you need to be independent, independently 
uh, what's the stable? Independently stable, and then you need to be able to, to be dependently stable. Is that what it is? No, like no. as like together. Dependently, like together, dependence. Oh, word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think like like trying to find a job and like trying to find a full time job and trying to just gain some money. I think my biggest fear of not having a job was all of, like the negative thoughts that were going into my head. Like I didn't want people to think that like I was just another stereotype, you know, because of you being in the military and I'm just like not working. You, you didn't want to be a dependent. Yeah, well, because but I'm not. That's the thing. Like, and I didn't. I know you're not. It's people don't out all these people. On the outside, looking in at our relationship, they don't know what's they don't know what's really going on. You like, know, I mean, sure we're struggling for money, but no, we're not. We're not struggling, but like sometimes we're struggling, but we're not like struggling, struggling. You know, I'm we make I make good money. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like I ask him to buy me these things. It's not like I'm like, hey, I need a new Michael Kors bag, go buy me one, or hey, I need new clothes, go buy me some. Like I'm okay. Like I don't need anything really. I just need food. You know, and oh, we get lots of that. We love, food <laughs> and I try my best to use my money that I do get from the jobs now um, to pay some bills. But like, I don't think people like people just say like, "Oh, you need money, you need money, you need money." But like, we're happy. You yeah, know? like like we don't have any problems. We're happy, and like money doesn't solve everything. I'm about sixty percent happy, and I'm not saying like with you oh. <laughs> or anything. I'm just talking about with my job in the army. Yeah, like. But money I, isn't everything. No, no, it's not. And I know I want to probably take a pay cut. But the thing is, is I want to open up myself with a lot more free time. And I want to really, like, dive in with who I am and who I'm meant to be. I'm, I'm put on this earth to do something in the fitness industry. I know that. Yeah. I still don't feel like I've... Uh, figured I, out. I really haven't figured out, like... Like, I, I don't feel like I've done whatever it is so I can be like, yep, like, that thing that just happened, like, yeah. that's why I'm, that's why I exist. Yeah. You won't, you won't feel that for another, like, couple of years, I feel. Honestly, I feel like I'm never going to feel, I'm never going to feel that because. You're always going to want more. That <laughs> and I'm not thinking about myself. Yeah. I mean, I am, but I want our kids and our grandkids to be yeah. successful. I want them to have something to take. To take, you know, I want to build the found I want to be build the foundation for our family for generations and generations because the struggle's real and I don't want them to struggle. And I think that I'm not really going to see the full success until it's too late, you know. Yeah. I want I I think what's going to happen is is we'll be happy with what we're doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that I want to die and then my kids are going to die. And then their kids are going to, like, inherit whatever, or they're going to get something, and they're going to be like, holy cow, my great-great-grandfather, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, but you wouldn't feel that satisfaction because you're not I'm on dead. the planet. Yeah, you're, so that's you're what dead. I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'll ever feel that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if – I just haven't crossed that point in my life where I'm like, you know what? That this is like like if there was a like a, a three year old drowning in a pool and I heard him like splashing and screaming from those across the street and I ran over there and pulled him out of the water, mm-hmm. like I can be like 
fuck like <laughs> that right there you know like i feel i feel like this is what i was here for like this is why you know this makes me feel like i, I don't know how to explain it yeah but you gotta think there's people out here who do stuff like that every day police officers mm. soldiers firemen firemen emt doctors like there's people who save lives every single day so you know what in their mind is going to be like you know what this is why like, i was like here the pinnacle yeah yeah like the peak you know but um i'm never going to stop i want to keep going but i think getting out of the army and living my life truly 100 percent happy uh but my happiness is going to continue to increase because so let's say we're able to create we're able to financially have everything we want we got we're working out of this little gym mm-hmm. this little room mm-hmm. with the minimal equipment and we're just happy as can be yeah that that's going to be happiness and then we get a gym yeah and now we're even happier yeah or even the same happiness you know like things are going to get bigger and our we're all we're always going to be happy because it's our life and we're going to decide what we want to do and where we want to go so and i don't think we'll ever let us let ourselves get to the point where we're not happy i don't want to say we're going i I don't think we're going to be greedy i don't want to sound like it enough is never enough you know yeah no 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 i'm saying like if a problem occurs like we'll fix it and move right on like we don't we're not ones to like really hold grudges like we're not ones to really like i don't think we're gonna have issues really let ourselves down like i'm not talking about like that like saying like with our business or whatever like sure there'll be some down points in it probably because that's how all businesses start up but that's not gonna affect how we run things or how we look at things we're just gonna find the problem and solve it and move on you know and that's just how we that's just basically how we are that's how I, I, that's pretty much how I am. If there's a problem, I solve it right there on the spot. I don't like thing, to push things to the side. I don't like the <laughs> snowball effect with issues. And if you don't solve it right there on the spot, it has the potential to stack upon another problem or cause a bigger problem. So yeah, that's the kind of person I am. But I'm a little bit more quiet, and she's I let, more easygoing. Yeah, I I just let things go and whatever. But yeah, and, and sometimes that that works out fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's fine and no big deal, but yeah. Sometimes I don't like to talk about things, you know, and like, like I, I get nervous of what you might say or what other people might say, and I just rather keep it to myself and just bubble it up inside. But then once I tell you or tell that person, then I feel a hundred percent better. Sometimes well, it depends on the situation. I always want you to feel like you can one hundred percent confidently talk to me about anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, heck, I thought I've been eating egg whites for the past three weeks. And <laughs> next thing I know is egg beaters. I mean, yeah. you know, like, I felt dumb. But, uh, you know, you should always feel like you can talk to me about anything. And we yeah. do. We have a good conversation. We have good communication. Um, We've gotten better at our communication. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. I think Onyx here is ready for bed. I know. I'm ready I for I bed. Too. It's already, it's almost 1230. Yeah, it's almost 1230. We got to get to bed, y'all, but... Hold on, I gotta pick a pick a song, and we really, really appreciate you all listening to this. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. Oh my if you, goodness! Jeez, Onyx, if y'all want us to talk about anything or or dive into a little bit more 
about how we're starting to build our ideal business and how we're doing things. If you want to know more about that, just shoot us a message on uh, social media. It's easy to find. It's Diamond Strength Systems. Like, just search it. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't need like the HTTP at <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash www. You don't need all that. Go to the freaking Google or Facebook or Instagram, whatever social media platform you use. Search Diamond Strength Systems. And we'll pop up and send us a message. Yep. And go to the website, www.diamondstrengthsystems.com. And uh, that's pretty much it, y'all. If y'all want to know more about what we're doing, keep listening to these podcasts. Uh, and if you want us to talk about certain things, you know, hey, like, where did you get your equipment from? Or where are you getting your rubber flooring from? Or what are you charging? You know, or how do you think I should charge? You know, if you guys want to be in a part of this, and heck, maybe we'll collaborate, and you can come on to like our show or our podcast Sorry. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you want to come in and be a part of the podcast, like you know, we'll do this. We'll figure out some kind of Skype call, call or something. You know, where you we use Audacity to record our podcast is what we use, and we have one microphone on this little tiny desk. So it's going to have to be a phone call or something. We're going to have to figure a way to make it work, but. I think we can make it work, y'all. Um, I'm John Royster. And I'm Abby Lenchenko. That's Diamond Strength Systems Podcast. Diamond Strength Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, and do y'all sing. This is our... Uh, this is John's favorite song of the week. Okay, bye. <laughs> I've been getting to the money.